Welcome to the Answers for Elders radio show. Meet the trusted experts who will give you straight answers and will help guide you on the path of later life care. Now, here's your host, founder, caregiver, and CEO, Suzanne Newman. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders. And I am here again with Rebecca Bauman from SAFS senior home sales services, SAS services, whatever you want to call it. I know SAS Realty, but um, it SAS stands for sell a senior's home. And the beauty of what I love about what SAS does is that Rebecca, you have devoted your entire career into making things easy for our older adults. And certainly, Obviously, um, this is a big issue with Alzheimer's and dementia because it, it does require a lot of paperwork, a lot of legal documents, a lot of different things like that. And um, this is a good topic to talk about. So I'm glad. So you've got some tips for us. I do. And, and I work with families on a monthly basis who are in the middle of this situation monthly. There's no month that goes by right. that I don't have at least a few families that I'm serving right now where there's powers of attorney and there's mm-hmm. someone with dementia in the family. And so I'm bringing these tips from the trenches. Yay. Um, we're, we're talking about real stuff here. So The thing we wanted to start with, Suzanne, and I know you've talked about this on your show and other um, segments, is how important it is to get the legal paperwork in place for a power of attorney for your senior loved one. And people do not want to have these conversations because it it means that there's going to come a time when you're very competent, bright, active, athletic, you know, very sharp mom or dad can't make decisions for themselves anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to think about that time. Nobody wants to imagine that that's a possibility, Mm -hmm. but when families don't do it, when they don't take the time to be proactive and get those documents in place, then they get caught in crises where they, somebody needs to be making the decisions and no one has the authority to do so. Mm -hmm. And so we just encourage families You don't have to be a senior to need a power of attorney. You can get one when you're 18, when you're 30, when you're 45, when you're 55. Who's your power of attorney? Have it done, have it done right. And so you had some um, things you wanted to talk about as well with how to choose that person to help you with Mm -hmm. their paperwork. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And absolutely true because, um, you know, I get a lot of times family come to me and oh they go oh yeah we have power of attorney and I go oh really yeah we downloaded it off the internet well we uh, that is not your best friend (laughs) yeah because there's so many you know is this is a would to understand the difference between a power of attorney that comes off the internet and 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 really every senior's situation is different every assets are different their, their emotional, mental capacity is different. Um, the family dynamics are different, all of the different things that has to happen. And to have just something, some form that comes down off the internet, it's not a, um, it's like taking an aspirin when you really need, you know, a A diagnosis, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to necessarily be the best tool for a family. Right. 
you know, and people will say, well, I don't want to spend money and go to an attorney. It will probably cost you more money by not having a proper, exactly. and the time and anguish that you're going to go through if you don't have the proper documentation is huge. And so this is spelled out very, you know, this is exactly what you're saying is that maybe you have three uh, adult children. Maybe there's three adult children. Mm -hmm. One is the first power of attorney. If they're not able, there's a successor power Mm -hmm. of attorney. If Mm -hmm. they're not able, there's a third power of attorney. Those downloadable POAs from the internet are not going to accommodate that. Also, is it effective immediately or is it effective only upon a doctor's letter Mm-hmm. of incompetency. Those are a distinction that folks don't think about. And right. there's also a power of attorney for medical and then a different set of language for financial power of attorney. Right. And so you just want to make sure it's done right. It can be a few hundred dollars, you know, with an affordable attorney nearby and it's so worth it. I'm working with a family right now where the son lives out of state. Mom was declining He had her power of attorney ready. He sent it to me in an email. We got it recorded with the county. He was able to sign papers for his mom two days later to get her house sold. There was no scramble. There was no stress. um, And we were able to begin and get funds in in for her care immediately. Mm -hmm. Contrast that with another client I took care of this year where there wasn't a power of attorney. His wife is on title, but... She never signed a power of attorney over to her husband. He couldn't sell his home because no one could sign for her. And he had to go through three months of a legal conservatorship through the court Mm -hmm. just to sell his own home. So that's the difference between having those papers prepared and not. Exactly. Um, And so that's our first tip is if you haven't got it done, do it, have the hard conversation with mom or dad and say, listen, We cannot wait for this. We need to do this now. We'll tuck it away, get it notarized, make multiple copies, put it in a safe place. You'll be so glad Mm -hmm. that you did. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's a huge, huge thing. And it's a peace of mind for that person to know what the expectations are of them when they expect, when they accept say, yes, I'll be your power of attorney. Yes. It's like, I just had somebody come to me and said, I would like a friend of mine and, but to be my executor when I die, but I, Suzanne, I want you to help him. Would you be willing to? And right away I went, yes, but I had some stipulations. I go, you know, between this person, who's going to have the last say, right? I want to make sure that that I, this is somebody I don't know. So you need to tell us who you want to have the, the last say, who yes. you want. And so those are some things, you know, even in the whole thing of a house sale with an executor, I would, would assume that that applies as well. Exactly. It really does. And so get your legal paperwork in order. We can't emphasize it enough. Mm-hmm. The next tip we want to talk about yes. is if mom or dad are going to be present mm-hmm. and involved with all of the steps ahead. And when I say involved, I don't mean they're going to be part of the decision-making, but mm-hmm. they're, they're going to be in the home still. They're going to be in the living room. They're going to be in the dining room. Choose professionals to come in and help your family through this journey who are experienced and understand the delicacy of talking to someone who has advancing dementia or Alzheimer's. You right. don't want someone just barreling in just because they have a real estate license 
Right. And talking about things that are going to cause anxiety and send the person with dementia into a disorientation, into an emotional tailspin, confusing them. This is a very delicate touch and it requires experience. It requires empathy and knowing how to navigate around those big decisions while mom or dad are there and how to take Mm -hmm. the important things out of earshot or out of sight. And you know, what you're saying is so important because, um, you know, I see often, you know, it, uh, that's probably one of my big bugaboos with the real estate industry because they give a special senior re- re- real estate specialist um, certification, but they don't teach realtors any of this stuff. Right. This is where I get frustrated just because somebody has that title SRES it doesn't mean in my world, doesn't mean squat. It doesn't mean anything because the most important piece is that emotional uh, understanding that to, of where that person's at, understanding how to communicate. The communication process is the biggest piece. Absolutely critical. And I took that SRES class, Suzanne. I sat through the whole thing, 16 hours, and they don't teach no. how to work with homeowners who have advancing dementia or Alzheimer's. And so- For families that are choosing a real estate agent, a couple tips, you can actually vet them off-site first. Meet at a Starbucks or a local restaurant, have coffee, talk to them, ask them, what is your philosophy of caring for people who have Alzheimer's or dementia? Find out how they talk about it. See how their interpersonal skills are before bringing them into the home where mom or dad is and see you know, how they act um, around those topics. Mm -hmm. Also say, what is your experience? How many times have you been involved with a situation like this? And find out if they're experienced and other elder care providers might be able to give um, a reference to those, the real estate agent that is sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. I helped a couple recently who she, I knew he was her caregiver. She had dementia. And I knew that every time we sat in the living room together, she would forget who I was after our visit. And I'd go back and visit again and talk to her husband. And she would introduce herself to me over and over on each visit, even though we saw each other 30 or 40 times over the course of a few months. I just gently said, hello, it's great to see you. How's your day going? I just smiled, brought a smile to her face. I didn't try to make her remember me. You know, I'm just there to help her feel comfortable and at ease. Mm -hmm. You're there in the moment. And that's the thing I think that to really understand, to work with a realtor like that, they have to understand where the mind is, you know, what, what's going on in that it's going to be different the next time you show up. So um, I love that you're bringing this up. Yeah. And, and having the sensitivity also that the realtor shouldn't be coming in and putting a long to-do list on the shoulders of the caregiver because the caregiver already has a 24 hour job. Exactly. So the realtor shouldn't be coming in and saying, all right, by Thursday next week, or by the first of next month, let's have the garage cleaned out, get the outside Mm -hmm. painted, get the, you know, the, the driveway pressure washed. They should instead say, I'm here to help you. I have mm-hmm. resources. You have an important job and your hands are full. 
Um, let me support you. I'll bring in this. Yeah. I'll arrange that. I'll coordinate this. And this is what, of course, Sash does yeah. is we come in and we bring those resources so they don't have that long to-do list. Well, I am thrilled that we're talking about this more and I bet you have more tips coming up. I do. On the next All right. Week. We'll be right back right after this. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. We at Answers for Elders thank you for listening. Did you know that you can discover hundreds of podcasts in our library on senior care? So visit our website and discover our decision guides that will help you also navigate decision making. Find us at AnswersForElders.com. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what can be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.